0: Come with me in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for your grace. Lord, thank you for uh, the wonderful privilege of coming into your presence through worship and praise. Uh, Father, what a delight. And God, we pray that our hearts and minds would be open now to your word as uh, uh, we just allow your word to examine us and transform us. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, Seth said, I've been teaching on relationships and how complicated relationships are. And we began a few weeks ago looking kind of at the big picture of uh, relationships and how we're created in God's image. And part of that is being relational. And uh, that God is relational. We're relational because God is relational. And, and other parts of that is that we're to live in unity as well as have dominion, and that was uh, the first week of this month and, and we kind of applied those principles and week two to romance and and marriage, and how we can live in that relationship reflecting the nature of god and Last week we talked about sexuality we kind of touched on some of the issues concerning sexuality and how sexuality affects our relationships, and the same principles again applied in that that aspect of relationships today, I want to bring it to a close and <clears throat> As I mentioned the first week that this is really the most important uh part of the whole series I feel uh that in order to have relationships right you have to get this aspect of it right and what I'm calling this is integration um, so uh we'll talk what what that means we're going to base it off a of scripture opening scriptures in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1 Paul writes to the church in Ephesus this he says therefore I a prisoner for serving the Lord beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourself united in the Spirit, binding yourself together in peace. For there is one body And one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. Uh, there is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God and Father who is over all and in all and living through all. And that's a powerful scripture. It's almost poetic in the way he expresses it. But we don't want to get, you know, just think of it. Oh, what a beautiful scripture. God's trying to communicate something essential. Here And, and Paul is expressing to the church an essential aspect of truth that we must uh, uh, understand. And not only understand, but implement into our relationships. Paul's talking about relationships. Be humble and gentle with each other. Be patient with each other. Make allowances for others' uh, faults because of your love. And then he goes on and talks about how we are to be united uh, together in peace. And then the four there, it says, because, because there's one body. It's all one. There's one spirit. He just it goes on with one this, one that, one, 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 one. Uh, and the point is that there's one. There's this togetherness. There's this unity. And, and that's what I'm talking about when I talk about integration. That we're brought together in one. The word integration in the dictionary means uh, an act or instance of combining into an integral whole. In the psychology, it's the organization of the constituent. Uh, cons- sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Constituent elements of the personality into a coordinated, harmonious whole. How many want to be a coordinated, harmonious whole? Yeah, that almost sounds like hippie language, but you know what? It's cool. It's psychology language. <laughs> but that's what it is. A coordinated, harmonious whole a medical dictionary puts it this way integration is the combining and coordinating of the separate parts or elements into a unified whole as coordination of mental processes into the normal into a normal effective personality how many would like a normal effective personality (laughs) (coughs) come on (laughs) she's like I really do want it (laughs) I do too (laughs) I want it for you all (laughs) okay uh, okay so a normal effective personality or with the individual's environment of occasion says listen to this and the failure of integration takes place among neurotic individuals Okay, so it defines that the failure of integration is actually what is mental illness. Neurosis is failure to to live an integrated life. So it's extremely, extremely important that we understand what this idea of of, uh, integration is. And if if the failure to live integrated or to be fully integrated or have integration in your life is mental illness neurosis, then we want to understand it. And what the opposite of being integrated is being fragmented. Okay? And so it's an important understanding uh, or term. And that is fragmented, of course, is the actor process of, of fragmentation or the state of being fragmented. It's the disintegration, collapse, uh, or breakdown of norms of thought, behavior, or social relationship. Okay, So fragmentation is when the norm breaks down. And this, this happens, <clears throat> this applies to an individual's life, as, as people, as individuals' personal lives, intrapersonal as well as interpersonal. In other words, it can happen, a, a fragmentation within a community, within a family, within a, uh, a group of people, or within a person. And that's what we're going to talk about, this difference between fragmentation and and integration. And one of the things that's important to understand is that Fragmentation really happens uh, from a biblical point of view um, <clears throat> when we allow sin to enter into our lives. And sin has a powerful fragmenting effect on a person and on a community, and, and on relationships. It's uh, when you allow, uh, you know, sin in and of itself is a, a fracture. <clears throat> it's being something we're not called to be. Uh, it's living contrary to our true identity. And uh, it, it's, it's missing the mark. And it causes breakdown, both uh, inter, uh, within yourself and within your relationships. And uh, uh, there's different aspects of, of, of sin, Um any type of deceit, any, any deception is fragmentation, okay? Because even if, you, if you're unaware, you know, if you're deceived, that means you don't know that you're deceived, you know? That's part of being deceived. You're believing something that's not true, but you think it's true. <laughs> deceived people never think they're deceived. That's why they're deceived. <laughs> um, or, or, or you live deceitfully, okay? If you say a lie, if you tell a lie, if, or if you're living a lie... Uh, if, if you have a secret life. And we're all supposed to have a secret life. That secret life is the life that we have between the Lord. You know, there's a, there's a wholesome this, this desire or need, if you will, or this idea of having a secret life is to be sanctified. You know, that, that part of you that's holy unto the Lord. And you allow the, the Lord come and fill. But if your secret life includes... Yourself, or sinfulness, or hidden behavior that you don't want other people to know—that's a fracturing. That's taking a part of you and having it be separate from the rest of you. And pretty soon, if, if you allow that to happen, there's a whole bunch of different parts of you that are separate from the rest of you, and that's brokenness. <laughs> okay? And when it happens to an individual, it, it causes uh, it causes death or destruction. So I'm just going to illustrate this. Of course, <clears throat> this is a nice little cup uh, or glass wine glass and it's very useful it's pretty uh i was thinking of you know <clears throat> it's just a cheap glass in our standards but you know a few hundred years ago to have glass this clear would have been considered impossible all right here i picked it up at the dollar store <laughs> you know but it could last for hundreds of years and be functional um even pretty and, and uh you could use it for something but um If something like this happens to it, we'll cover it so that no one is harmed. Now it's fractured. And so to illustrate the difference between something that's whole and healthy and useful and to illustrate something that's fractured. How does this affect our relationships? No one wants to give this a hug. <laughs> all right. This isn't very useful. It's no longer. Fun- in fact, it's it's dangerous. It's harmful. Now, keep in mind that it's all the same parts, just not in a continuous whole and harmonious. They're not in the right order. And so having our parts out of order can take something that's beautiful and useful and make it something that's dangerous. Or to illustrate this another way, I feel like a science teacher. (coughs) Here's a living... Sorry, Seth. It's the circle of life. Okay. (coughs) you know a living plant is a little different cuz i can actually take this leaf off and that you know that's, that plant's still going to live isn't it but what happens to this part yeah in a day or two it's going to be all brown and and dead you know and so so a living thing can can tolerate some fracturing and this is where we fall into error as as human beings because we're living beings and we're we're quite complex in fact we're very compli- complicated and so we can actually tolerate some 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 compartmentalization, you know, and not realize, oh, that's really fragmentation, and, it's, and, and it can end up healthy. And, and a lot of people walk around life, and they they allow parts of their lives to be disconnected from the other parts of their lives, but then at certain points they stick them back in, and hope nobody notices. But after a while, those those leaves would die, right? Uh, because they're cut off, and there is a point at which, you know, you get to a place of fracturing that you, a personality and a person can actually end up looking more like this. You know, the roots are the most, you know, nutritious part. There we go. And a person fully fractured, this is what we really look like in the spirit, in the spirit realm. Now this plant's not gonna, it's not gonna recover. It's not beautiful. It's not gonna continue to grow. It's not gonna be able to multiply. And so this is the idea of fracturing, uh, a fractured lifestyle and, and integration. Living integrated is when all of our parts are in the proper place and proportion. And that enables us to be whole enables us to be healthy and useful, productive, even beautiful, and reflective of God's image as we were created to be. Uh, Being being, uh, fully integrated enables us to have healthy relationships, wholesome relationships uh, that are healthy and productive and beautiful and reflect the image of God. Do you see the connection Okay? That when we're wholesome, when we're integrated, when all of the aspects of our life are in proper place and proportion, that enables us, our, our relationships, therefore, there, uh, to be healthy and wholesome and in the proper order and reflecting the character of God. But if we're fractured, <coughs> that fragmentation causes us to have or even to make. In other words, you can have a good relationship and it can be it can if you have internal fracturing, it can actually corrupt that relationship and make the relationship broken like the glass and harmful and, 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 and useless and, and open to... I mean, this is all just going to rot. And so it opens us up for corruption and corrupted relationships. And one of the things that's really important <coughs> is that there's a saying that says, if you see the fruit, look for the root. Okay, if you see the fruit, look for the root. <coughs> And so, if there's fruit, if there's evidence of a fractured, uh, a fracturing, a lack of integration in your life or in your relationships, there's probably a cause. In other words, if in relationships you always feel like you're left out, or, or if you're rejected, or if you're not appreciated as much as you, or you should be, or you always feel as though other people uh, misunderstand you, and, and this is a repeated pattern, especially. Now, this doesn't dismiss other people's uh, misbehavior or sinful uh, attitudes or actions. But if there's a repetition of the same feelings of estrangement or loneliness or people don't understand me or, or I'm, you know, uh, 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 always at blame or everybody's accused, there's probably something inside. That's fruit in relation, revealing if relationships always end up manipulative, either you being manipulative manipulated or you manipulating someone else that's the fruit of a fracture there's a root in there that is uh, and so you need to look and say what where what's happening and, and the mistake unfortunately is it's like oh there it happens again so i'm always, people are always treating me this way and that is like a red that is a red beacon in your life saying god's trying to communicate something to you you know The problems you have in relationships are your problems. You know, you bring them with you and God reveals them. And especially in in the more intimate the relationship, the deeper issues God can reveal. And so relationships are actually the process by which God enables us to discover where our fractures are so that He can heal us. Because the goal is to live a fully integrated life and to represent God's character. Okay? Um, now, if living integrated means having all of our parts in proper place and proportion, let's take a look at some of the parts that make up our being. And uh, I'm going to turn to uh, First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. And it, it talks about this. <clears throat> it's a great verse. It says, "...now may the God of peace Himself... Sanctify you completely. Just one thing I love about this verse is that it actually says, May God of peace himself. I mean, this is personal to God. Okay? God doesn't delegate this. He himself is involved in the process of sanctifying you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And read this in a couple of different translations. In the message. It says, may God himself, the God who makes everything whole and holy, make you whole and holy. Do you want to be whole and holy? Just say it all. Say, God, make me whole and holy. Yeah, put you together. It says, make you holy and whole. <laughs> put you together, spirit, soul, and body, and keep you fit. For the coming of our Master, Jesus Christ. And then, again, in the New American Standard, it says, Now may the God of peace Himself sanctify you entirely. And that word in the original language means complete to the end, or in totality. And may your spirit, soul, and body, these three separate distinct parts of us, be preserved complete. And that means, it's a different Greek word that means complete in every part right so it 's really beautiful i'll use two different words that, that mean being complete. one means complete in each part and then complete in totality or, or altogether uh, without blame at the coming of our Lord jesus Christ and one thing about the body soul spirit uh, image here is that and you can put up the ball boom big bouncy ball so we 're one being, but our one being is actually made up of different parts and Next slide. <clears throat> it's the body, the soul, and the spirit. And um, in this verse, it's very clear that these words are used as three distinct parts, because God Himself is going to sanctify each aspect. Uh, in other places in Scripture, I just just to give you a, a warning or a, a point on how to how to study Scripture is that. Often the words soul and spirit are used as synonyms or interchangeably. And so you have to to understand how the the word is being used in the context of the verse. But in this context, it's it's distinguishing between our body, our soul, and our spirit. I'm going to read from uh, uh, the writing of a uh, couple that are actually friends of ours. And he's a psychologist and they're now full-time ministry and they teach in this area. And he writes concerning this uh, construction, if you will, of, a, of, of our beings. It says, God desires, this is Eunice Good, uh, Nelson and Eunice Good are the individuals that wrote this. God desires that we develop our personal spirit through intimacy with him, which enables us to live a victorious life. All of our problems are the result of our recreated spirit not being in control. Rather, we are giving in to the appetites of our soul and body. Our flesh, rather than our spirit, may be dominating us. Okay? Let me just explain this a little bit more. The body is seen, they write, the part, as part of us that relates to the natural or seen world as a result of the fall of man. It is temporary, imperfect, and subject to malfunction, degeneration, and disease. The flesh it is the temporary container which our spirit briefly inhabits while on earth the soul uh, and the way they describe it is this is our personality which includes our mind our will our emotions it's the part of us that relates to other humans it is shaped by all of our accumulated life experiences these experiences both good and bad shape our personalities and determine how we relate to others so all of the experiences that we have and all the things that we live, our context, our culture, everything influences our soul. And then there's this idea of a spirit. And this is the eternal part of man. It's the true inner uh, uh, unseen self, which God places in each of us at conception. It's the part of us that relates to the unseen spirit world, which includes both God and Satan. Um, and, and their diagram and how they lay this out says that the body's language is feelings and its condition is: we get sick. We're either healthy or have illness. And and the one the caretaker, the management of the disease is is a physician or a doctor. <clears throat> and the treatment course would be, you know, either medicine or maybe change of diet, change of exercise. The soul aspect has to do with our reason. And uh, when it's not in proper uh, position or uh, proportion, we can become uh, mental illness. We can experience mental illness. Um, and you need a psychologist uh, and, and counseling and therapy. And, and there are some issues that really are just on a soulish level. It's, it's, a, it's a breakdown in reason. And some issues are just a bodily function, really. That, you know, we have trouble in our life because our, our hormones are out of whack or we haven't been eating right or exercising. And then there's another realm, though. There's a spirit realm. And that has its language is the language of conscience and revelation. Okay, I believe in spiritual revelations, both from God and, 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 and ungodly revelations. The enemy can, can reveal things uh, and influence in a, in a negative way, and God and the Holy Spirit can influence through many ways. And the condition of a spirit, apart from God, if it hasn't been reborn, is unregenerate, it's dead. Okay, and the disease management equivalent to a psychologist or a physician, into the spirit realm is ministry, whether it be clergy or the ministry of the saints. People ministering through prayer, through the pronouncing of the word, through through ministry in all the different ways that we minister. It's, it requires salvation and healing and deliverance. Okay, so you see, there's different aspects of our being that re, that speak different languages that are cared for in different ways. Uh-huh. Ultimately, and, and the one thing that, that I just want to kind of balance out, uh, and, and I know Nelson Good and he'd agree with this, uh, is that the idea of, of that we live uh, in our bodies temporarily, we live in this body temporarily, okay? But uh, the kingdom of God, and at the return, what the, what the verse in Thessalonians talks about that, so that, that we be whole in uh, body, soul, and spirit in, at the coming of our Lord Jesus is talking about a future event. When Jesus comes back, and guess what? (laughs) We all get a new body. Alright? That's the promise. That we we are given a body that's free from corruption. That will live eternally. Alright? That's the promise of of, of scripture and the promise that Jesus spoke about is not that we'll live forever as a disembodied spirit in some place called heaven. But that he would return and establish his kingdom on earth and everyone who believes on him, their, their spirits would be resurrected and given a new perfect body that we would live with him on earth forever and that heaven and earth would become connected. Okay? And you can read about that in many different places in the scripture. But the fulfillment and what we're talking about now is that's not something, I mean, that is fulfilled in its completion at the return of Jesus Christ, but the process begins now. Alright? The process begins now and we must understand this in order to have a successful Christian life, in order to just navigate life. And to live um, uh to live as reflections of God's character, have our relationships internally and externally in healthy, proper place and, and proportion. Uh the kingdom of God and his intention is to bring all three Aspects and all of the aspects, I mean, those are just general categories. To bring them into a a wholeness or an integration, that all three aspects are a united whole that will live eternally with Him, that they're each healthy, that they're each in balance. I do just firmly believe that it it is in wholeness, it is not in separating each part and cutting it all up. That's fragmentation. Uh, God's part is initiated at salvation when we have when our spirits connect with the, the spirit of God in some mysterious way and it's, something happens that we go from unbelief to belief that we go from dead to alive and in Second Corinthians chapter five seventeen it says this way it says if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation old things have passed away behold all things have become new. That's past tense, folks. Okay? That means it's already happened. If you're in Christ, in one sense, in one aspect, and I believe this applies to our spirit realm, we are a new creation. It's a finished work that was accomplished by Jesus Christ on the cross. And by believing it, we... we appropriate it for ourselves. We, we, we receive the benefit of what Christ did on the cross through faith and that we're a new creation. But then it needs to be worked out in our soul and into our bodies. And our, our response of being transformed And Romans 12 verse 2, it says, uh, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And in this sense it's talking about that soul aspect, both our, our mental uh, facilities but also our, our, our all of our soulish nature that part of our, our mind our being um, that falls under the area of psychology and, and that whole part of us it's, it's very real right you know but it's different than our spirit and it's different than our body but that process requires transformation and it's a process that, that we by Learning Scripture by interacting with God, by having ourselves in relationship with God, in relationship with God's people, in relationship with God's Word, it brings transformation. And then finally, our bodies, our physical bodies, are to be brought under subjection. Okay. Quite frankly, Paul says in First Corinthians chapter nine twenty-seven, says, "I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, Least when I have preached to others, I myself should be disqualified." So there's an aspect of your physical body and your appetites and the desires that are just fleshly need to be brought in line. In line to what? Or with what? In line to your spirit. And your spirit is in line or in agreement with the Spirit of God. Communicated through His Word. So our bodies and our souls, our minds, our emotions, and our spirits are all in agreement. Alright? And that makes us one. That makes us like this and not like this. Okay? (laughs) I could talk about the differences, but I think it's pretty obvious that God wants us to live and that's the goal. All right is being completely uh, 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 put back together, and at christ's return, of course we will experience that, but we actually need to begin to live it now. The truth is it's all available now, uh, allowing the spirit of God to, to change us. And, and Jesus talks about this in, um, in John chapter 17. It's, it's called the priestly Prayer of Christ. John 17, verse 20 through 23. Jesus is praying for his his followers, and shortly before he is crucified and resurrected, he's talking to the Father, and he says, "I do not pray for these alone, meaning the the disciples that were with him at the time, but also for all those who will believe in me through their word." So this means he was Jesus prayed for you, because you believe in him because of their word, and uh, that they all may be one. Wow! Here's this idea again, this oneness. As you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world would believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. Wow! I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me listen the 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 degree or the level of uh, uh of integration and unity that Christ calls us to is the level of unity that's within the trinity yeah why because we were created in his image wow, he's just bringing us back to the original created state, bringing us back to who we were created to be. What does that mean? That means that we are so one with Jesus that you can't distinguish, just like it's so hard to distinguish between Jesus and the Father and the Father and the Holy Spirit, Jesus says, I want them to be that unified with him, with ourselves, and with one another. All right? There's complete unity. And you can't have that type of unity if you're all cut up and fractured. All right? That's the call. That we would be recreated in the image of God. And that we would experience. That we'd be made perfect in one. In the NASB it says. That means we're going to be made part of becoming whole. And the word "perfect" there is not in a strict everything a perfectionist sense, but is in bringing being brought to our completion, being fully mature is in one what does that mean It means when we achieve this level of integration where we 're not fractured parts but we 're whole and we 're whole with one another and with God. That's that's what we're called to. That's what life is. That's that's the what we're what Jesus and the message of the gospel is bringing us into a place where we can live completely integrated. And in doing that, we're one with ourselves. We're one with God. We're one with another. Then we can share in His glory. That's what He talks about. I've given this is the glory and the dominion that the whole world would know. Just like Adam and Eve were created in the garden, they were given God's image, they were given His unity and dominion so that the whole world would be ruled in shared dominion, not just Adam over Eve, but as a unit. And in, in, as all of humanity would display the, the dominion, the glory of the unity that's based in love and wholesomeness and healthiness. Does this make does this sound good? Yeah. Alright, so we share in God's dominion, expressing His character of unity and, 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 uh, purity. Now this actually happens, it actually gets fulfilled when we live this way as individuals. In other words, our lives are in order. This is the application part, if you're wondering. <laughs> it's when you take all the parts of your life and get them in proper place and proper position, and we're not living sin. Uh, sin is a contradiction to our nature. That's, what, that's why it's bad. It's because it's not who you really are. It's a crack. okay? And God wants to reveal those cracks and, and, and heal them miraculously with His truth and with His character, with His nature. That we live in unity with one another. That all of our relationships reflect the unity that we have with God and that we have with ourselves. All right, So that there's no division or striving. And you can live this way even with people that disagree with you. Even with people that hate you. If you don't hate them. Because you love them. Because God loves them. Even though they're different. Even though they're opposed. Even though they want to kill you. Jesus was on the cross. They had, in all intents and purposes, already killed Him. What did He say? Forgive them. Why? Because He was the perfect reflection of the character of God. And that's what we're called to. He was able to do that because he was one with God. He shared God's character, his nature. And we're called into that same uh, level of oneness. So there's no division, no fragmentation, no striving, no undermining, no personal agendas. But we also must live with integrity. Okay, and Integrity is a great word. It means the same on the inside as you are on the outside. It applies to whether you're in the integrity of a, a, a metal or a building. Or, it means structurally sound. All right, and God calls us to live that way, and that means that we're the same at church as we are at work, or at home, or in the prayer closet, or on the street. We're the same when we're alone as when we're with people or in front of a crowd. That there's this, there's this, this we're we're the same. I'm just me, All right? And I don't put on different masks or different person. Uh, personas, or, or certain, if, if you're doing a certain behavior around certain people and you're not doing it around other people, there's a fracture in your life. And you need to take that fracture and say, God, what do you say about this? How can I live perfectly reflecting your nature in every relationship? And bring that to the cross and let God heal you. Because He doesn't want you to be fractured. That, that, that relates to this. And people don't, and that affects your relationship because. People are like, oh, that's dangerous. Are you seeing the connection here? This is making sense to anyone. All right. But when we're whole, then people can enjoy and benefit from being around us and not get cut or hurt or be afraid that they will. Um, That our intrapersonal relationship, our relationship with ourselves, reflect the same character of God. How do you treat yourself? You know. When you argue with yourself, who are you talking to? You know, but but there's oneness that you're in agreement uh, because you've brought every aspect of your inner self to the Lord, and and you try uh, and you allow the Holy Spirit to make you one. Uh, with yourself and with others and with God. And this affects every type of relationship, whether it be a, a sexual relationship, a romantic relationship, a friendship, uh, um, uh, relationships with uh, relatives, relationships with co-workers, professional relationships. All of our relationships, in every setting, in every type of relationship, we have to maintain the integrity and being uh, uh, um, integrated individuals, whole, and through that, reflecting the nature of God in every uh, situation, it, it, uh, that that is a result of God's work, God's spirit, renewing our spirit within us. Making sense? Yes. All right, so God wants every part of us to be in agreement. <clears throat> and uh, when you do that, one of the best things about this is that not only are you able to get along with other people and get along with yourself, but you're at rest. That's really the goal. There's this incredible rest. when when every part of you is in agreement, and then you don't have to strive. It doesn't mean you you don't have purpose, you don't have ambition, that you have a calling. He's actually talking about the calling. This is what we're we're called to. But We can attain our calling not out of striving, but out of rest. And God wants that. This is what you're called to. And it's the fulfillment of living an integrated life. And it's really your choice because He's done all that needs to be done to bring you into a wholesomeness and healing through on the cross. All you have to do is believe. Ultimately, it's your choice to live fragmented and broken or to be whole or to be a salad. So, Alright, Seth has some announcements.